Welcome back, everybody, to another week of chaos led by Junker Queen, ruining all kinds of mentals across the league and boosting some mentals if your name is Bread and you're a Spitfire fan. <laughs> okay, or, I've just got to say, before before we get too far into the episode... I'll take it. Whatever I've just got to say... I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, I'll take it. I told you I'll so. Take it. In my, I'll in take your it. Face, that's <laughs> in two your, weeks in a row. In your face. Two weeks in a row that I've been like, here's my prediction. And you've been like, I will, no way. Yeah. No way. You're and better I'm at like, my own okay, team than I am. Okay. Yeah, two weeks that the outlaws have just uh, boomed you. And it's been beautiful. Well, and I love the to Spitfire. To be fair, the first, and... one, the first one, I happily accept that boomage. I was rooting for that one, even though I didn't pred it. But yeah, we'll we'll get to, yeah, the other thing. Um, yeah, the Junker Queen meta continues to be the most mind-boggling meta in existence <laughs> every yeah, week. Yeah, I think it's fun. It's fun, it's it's fun to see the power dynamic shift, um, but I can't believe the devs made a zero-skill meta where teams that usually can't touch the shock and glads. <laughs> I think uh, that's just oh. glads fans being mad. I think it's Reiner being mad, but, you know, that's True. neither here nor Poor there. Reiner. Let us start with our normal news roundup, stuff that happened mostly last week that we saw coming, but because we air and record on Tuesdays, you know, we miss it a day or two. So we'll start with the first thing, Justice sending off their players to Narnia. First one, they sent Happy to the Gladiators, which if the Gladiators didn't have the record they have, and I mean, even though they do have the record, this team on paper, that's it's just not fair. <laughs> It's yeah. just not fair. Kevster happy? Like, whoa. whoa huh? I mean, that being said, it's not enough to save them. No. But uh, from themselves right I now. I think happy, because Potapon has the injury that he's talked about, he's not going to be playing the stage. Happy is definitely a more consistent player than Ons. And happy Kevster in most metas. I mean, oh, that's kind of scary and kind of. If they didn't have the record they had, if they were dunking on everyone, I'd be like, someone needs to investigate this. They're buying yeah. a championship. They're doing the LA Well, and Rams. at this point, it's like, they're already in the playoffs. It's okay if they have a bad tournament cycle. And we'll like, get to that later, yeah. But So I, I think, like, them picking up Happy, just makes even if better. it's not enough to save them this tournament cycle, like... It's kind of they nasty. were already, I think, favorited to win the whole thing. And, and I now think this definitely <laughs> it definitely helps. helps. Uh, yeah. So the first justice piece goes off to the LA Gladiators. Happy. The second one, Vigilante went to the Atlanta Rain, which I think is great because Ultraviolet did not look comfortable on Brig. Vigilante did. And we saw yeah. a pretty immediate impact of Vigilante on the team. And now it gives them the option to do double flex without having OG having to pick up a Zenyatta, which he didn't look yeah. bad on it. But having an actual cracked flex support doing that instead of OG definitely helps the Atlanta Rain. Get some more consistency in there, you know? Yeah. I, I think the Glads pickup is definitely one for the year. The Vigilante pickup is definitely one for this meta. I, I think Vigilante is... is well, and it depends I mean, on, good what to we, have depends on where we go next right with the next meta. But have, Vigilante but I is... Think, his brig is an upgrade over Ultraviolets. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and with that, that completes the Justice... To be fair, the Justice didn't collapse like I thought they would. I thought they were going to implode and they were going to sign a contenders team, but no, they just dropped 
Vigilante Mag and Happy sent them off, and then they kept their core five, so they just brought up three of their bench players. And I, I thought that this team was going to just crash and burn roster-wise, but they actually didn't. They kept players. I did not think they were going to keep Decay. I'm going to be honest. I thought yeah. Decay was going somewhere, but I guess they just want to build around him like you know other teams build around. So it's good that they found homes, though. It's good that they found yeah. a place to go. And another player that found a place to go was Khan of the Paris Eternal has moved on to your your London Spitfire to give to give to give Spitfire a double flex support option as well, so that they don't have to worry about putting um, Admiral on, or is it Landon? I don't remember who their main support is. uh, Oh, Landon. They don't have to put a main support on flex support. It helps. And Khan is is a great Zen, but he is kind of a monkey brain sometimes. Hopefully Christopher helps that because that's his biggest weakness is he kind of makes some weird decisions sometimes, but he frags out. Uh, yeah, I, and I think it's a it's a good pickup, and uh, yeah, I I think it's good to be a fan of a team that's picking up people instead of dropping people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it isn't <laughs> all sunshine and rainbows, though, for the London Spitfire, because in order to yeah, get Con, they had to they part ways... With their assistant coach Spilo, who didn't originally have a social media goodbye post, he posted a tweet longer that talked about a lot of kind of some of the back stuff. Talked about his pay. Talked about why he he was working remotely. He hadn't. I don't think he had seen the team at all this season. No, he hadn't. And he talked about how the Cloud Nine management denied a farewell social media post, but approved the bone back farewell post. It didn't look great. That tweet longer didn't make the spitfire look real great and it i mean the thing is is i feel like coaching in esports is kind of a weird job right now Mm -hmm. especially for something like overwatch league the overwatch league right now just isn't profitable and we've talked about this a few times and so it's like i mean he even said this was going to be his last season yeah and and so it's like I think that was something, as I read the tweet longer, it, it, it was like, it was less about, like, the organization itself is terrible. It's more the it league more like and Blizzard the league is, is in a bad spot. In a bad spot. Mm-hmm. And I think we all kind of know that. And, and you know, it, it wasn't, like, anything mind-boggling no, to me. Like, it, nothing it he said sense. was like, yeah, and, and it's like, sure, it doesn't paint the org in the best light. But I mean, but you like, can't entirely fault them if the league's yeah. not making money. You... Well, and and that's the thing. Cloud Nine is an organization that is, you know, it, it's got its hands in you know every esport out there, pretty much. And it's and got it's lots like, of money that they're trying to yeah, spend and, in esports, and, and they're trying to spend it where they'll get it back. And and if they think you know, oh, Overwatch League isn't the place to put our money, then maybe that says more about the league than it does the the org doesn't want to spend they're not the gladiators owned by you know Kronky, who literally just buys championships with the rams and stuff you know the glad nine has a lot of or has a lot of teams and a lot of games where they just don't have the money to spend around and i mean spillo talked about it in his tweet longer he was like it makes sense you know invest in a player that can help you perform better than a coach who's operating remotely who you know isn't able to do a whole lot so it is what it is. I don't imagine it's not going to affect the Spitfire's performance at all because they still have Christopher and, and the other coaches. Uh, but this this happened 
last well yeah this happened kind of last week a little bit but then yeah, it was like late in the that week. dropped last night that baffles me a little bit is the houston outlaws and the soul dynasty traded creative and iris a one for one trade we imagine i imagine this happened last week because it couldn't have happened you know after the trade deadline and neither of them played which is probably why we saw profit on the brig this is interesting, and I don't... This had to have been something like Iris wanted out of the Outlaws, and we knew from the report that the Outlaws were looking to get send Iris somewhere else. I imagine yep. Iris probably wanted out of the team. But as to how they managed to talk creative into this, like... Some, creative had to have like been okay with it and like wanted to do it. It could be a situation like with Happy. The, like Happy wanted to see other countries which is why he chose to come to the outlaws after you know yeah. 2020 so maybe creative had something like that but he's never been on a mixed mixed roster um i i i don't even think it's like creative versus iris they both have their strengths it's like iris's bap is cracked but creative has the better ana neither of them yeah. are playing briggs so it's like i, I think it's definitely like a a, a personal decision that mm-hmm. both these players made because i doubt that it was like you know an organization trying to um you know trying to make this swap happen necessarily because it's not like either of those players is you know significantly better or worse than yeah the other. i would so, say it's a side grade for both so it had yeah so just, i i think which go. makes it so it won't really make a huge impact no. To our sides of things, I, I don't think like I, I don't think gameplay will get altered. Team position won't really well, get I altered. I don't imagine but... either of these players are even going to be playing the stage. It seems yeah. like the Outlaws and the mm-hmm. Dynasty have their set players that they want to play in the roles. But if we go into another double flex, well, then we would see them implemented again. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. it for the team moves. And the last bit of news, which has probably brought a sigh of relief to all of us, is Aaron Keller tweeted on... Sunday, I believe, about how they've been monitoring the league. They've been looking at their internal play tests, and there will be balance changes coming after the summer showdown oh, to Junker Queen. So nice. we will have a patch following the summer showdown going into the Countdown Cup with a nerfed Junker Queen of some sort. As to what they decide to nerf, it probably is going to have something to do with the commanding shout and the interaction of if it, you know, how much health it gives teammates, how it. That's probably where. Yeah. The nerf will come is in the commanding shout because the rest of her kit overall is oak is isn't bad. Her ult's really good, but the commanding shout is what pushes her into broken territory. With- yeah, it would be interesting to see, like, would it completely break her as a character if they took out the bonus health completely and just I think made that it you so I think you need to keep the commanding the health in some form, but I think what needs to be toned down is the allied health that that's given because if she only yeah. gave herself a hundred well health, yeah so if she boosted her health up herself and then gave and then gave the speed, the boost, speed boost that probably would be better and i think they also should look at making it so it doesn't stack with lucio because if you remove that as well well then then it like doesn't the the interactions are slightly different because then you use them separately instead of at the same time to just well turbo I, speed I at think... people but it's just something they could test. I imagine well, I, my problem with that would it it would just completely kill one of them. Like it would make it so if you were doing something, it would be absolutely useless. It's like 
That that's like if if someone was shooting through Bap's ult and they were being mercy boosted, mercy boost would just be deactivated. It's like, well, then why why does mercy exist as a character? I I feel I feel like it would just feel bad. Yeah, to have I, I think someone do something and have it be completely useless. Okay, that's fair. Although the da- the mercy damage boost versus an ult is slightly different than two abilities on cooldown. Well, uh, okay, then let's say. Uh, I, I I just think things like that should always should stack be allowed to versus, stack. Yeah, it, it's like I'm trying to think of other examples. There aren't a whole it, lot it's of like, other overlapping abilities. It, well, that it's do like that. it's like CC. If you have two boops, should they both be active? Like if you boop someone and someone else boops that same person immediately after, should the boop continue or should it be unboopable until the person lands? I I, I guess you. Uh, They'll look at it, and it'll probably yeah. just be something with the health, because the health is what's the biggest issue with her right now, is that it's just so much sustain. You can't kill a team when they just immediately get... It was like with Brig. When Brig used to give instant health with her armor packs, that was an issue, and apparently they didn't learn a whole lot from that when they initially made Junker Queen, because that was what really made Goats broken, was Brig yeah. giving instant health. And I think Commanding Shout, they could alter it like well even if it didn't give over health if it just healed, healed. i i think it he either healing and then if it, if they fun. kept over health to have it be given over time like briggs armor pack as opposed to an instant 100 health and so that yeah. it can be kind of countered with damage coming in but it's good to know that we will get a patch for countdown cup so you know yeah definitely good stuff but that's enough of news so first thing we want to start with is just i didn't we don't have these split into individual sections it's just gonna we'll we'll just kind of go with the flow because APAC once again returned and um continued to be a confusing mess. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think that I think that is probably the most accurate way to describe what happened in APAC. And what yeah. I want to start with is uh, Shanghai and Seoul kind of redeeming themselves from the midseason madness a little bit. They didn't look uh, flopped over and dead. They kind of kind of owned. Kind of, kind of yeah, pogged it was, out. Uh, <laughs> it was good to see. That's for sure. They, uh, because you know, there were a lot of worries coming into this, and we talked about them a lot last week when we, you know, when we were prepping for APAC to to come back. We there were some big worries about these teams, especially we playing in the about, We meta. were more worried about Shanghai. So we thought we we're going to be able to bounce back, and we still had them rated top of APAC. But Shanghai, we had down at like fourth or fifth. We didn't know how well they were going to do. But I feel like we both kind of just forgot how cracked Who Are You is at Genji. Yeah. <laughs> and how good Lee Gone is on Lucio. <laughs> uh, we kind of kind of forgot that. Who Are You? Uh, definitely contention of best Genji in the league. He's he's out here yeah. playing Genji like it's still 2017. And he's making everyone else look like a bunch of losers. <laughs> and every time you watch him play, you're just like, man, who are you? Uh, he literally, he's been waiting. He's been waiting well, th- five four or five years for his for his chance at a full genji meta where genji is played a hundred percent of the time and finally yeah. he's he's unlocked and i don't imagine we'll see fleta at all this stage it's going to be who are you and lip all the way void yeah. looked void looked really good on the junker queen as well and then obviously izayaki lee Gun when they're able to play heroes that they're yeah. comfortable on they're when awesome. you don't have to have bebe in with izayaki yeah there's like it it doesn't come close to uh what we so it's good to see dragons 
coming back to their top of APAC form. And then Dynasty as well looked really good. Uh, they came out with an odd lineup, though. I didn't know Stalker played Genji. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he, A, played Genji, and B, played Genji that well, because they came rolling out with Stalker Fitz, and they put Profit on the Brig, which means that they didn't... That that means that the creative Iris trade was definitely already in the works, because creative would have already been traded, so he mm. wasn't on the roster. But, I mean... Profit, I'm it pretty really good. I'm pretty sure at one point Profit had more final blows on Brig than Stalker did on Genji. <laughs> so Which says more about his Brig than Stalker. It says more Genji, about his Brig. Because, like, exactly, yeah. He was going crazy with it. And the interesting thing is he didn't even play Brig when Goats was meta. He only briefly had... played it, but it was usually Bird Ring. Yeah, he was, was the one that was yeah, doing he Zarya. He was usually doing Zarya. So that was interesting to see it was really we saw cool. a bit of profit on as well <laughs> yeah for yeah. some from for some interesting stuff because when soul played chengdu chengdu they brought us on ilios they brought us to the chengdu zone they came out playing winston farah and it was so exciting to see and I we was, even talked we talked about far briefly like as we, a potential thing that the only jinmu would play yeah and it, it wasn't great but it was fun well, it was funny because on well they pulled out to like a lead they pulled out yeah. to a distant and then dynasty pulled it back but they forced dynasty onto like diva tracer on lighthouse like, we got one point where it was not a Junker Queen mirror because Hunter said, enough is enough, we're playing Winston. <laughs> it was it was refreshing to see. Thank you, Chengdu. Yeah. Please do more Thank of this. Thank you, Chengdu. Please, please allow us to see more. I mean, because we haven't seen any Farah in NA. I don't think Farah has been played at all. At no. all. There's been, like, APAC Hunters, Jinmu specifically, Farah. And then I think we saw it on Midtown as well from us. I don't remember who pulled it out, but I thought we saw it on Midtown as well, like on defense. Maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, smoking something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know they also brought out the Farah um, in their fusion match. They did. They did as, as well pull it out in their fusion match. And but it, they just keep getting away with the hunters just keep getting away with it. They they're like, oh, yeah. Jinmu only can play flex DPS. And, and the developers are like, well, guess what? He can permanently play Genji. Congratulations. And they're like, uh, maybe instead of Genji, we'll uh, have him play some Farah instead. Have him play some Farah instead. Um, sorry, Jinmu. The Farah bug no longer exists. You cannot get barrages on cooldown like contenders Yeah, did. well, and I feel like one of the issues with Farah in this meta is Farah's ult is kind of a joke compared to Genji. You, and, you basically, um, it basically has to be used as a single target you have to just single someone out and take it's like shatter is yeah it's like you if you don't just get if you don't just go for one target you're not going to get anything with it because you're just going to get overrun and yeah. i mean he was making it work a little bit but it's just you you have to do it's so, just not as you impactful have to do, you have as... to do so much in such a little amount of time that unless you're a god your backline's getting run over before you do anything yeah well, and plus, right now, the you know, with as many good sojourns as there are out there, and Ash players as well, it's like, how are you supposed to survive as as yeah, <laughs> you know, as Farah when you can just be one tapped by any of those? Yeah, it was good to see Jinmu playing that though, yeah, and it was Leave fun, though. Leave was doing his thing, uh, but oh my goodness, Fusion, what what was that? 
go into five against the Dia Junker Queen Sashin Brig, <laughs> and then yeah. getting stomped, stomped by Chengdu, the Chengdu who hunters. was running the you know who was running, running fair. Stuff. I mean, to be fair, Leave did kind of go sicko mode on him. Like when yeah. he pulled out the widow on Busan, he was just oh, taking yeah. names the Beautiful. whole match. He was diffing Carpe. Which, to be fair, I don't understand why Carpe is starting over MN3. I yeah. don't understand it at all. Like, nothing against Carpe, but MN3 is just better. No, the, the thing about Carpe, Carpe is one of the greats. You know, him at his high point, he was it, one of the greatest in the leagues. Yeah, but was now he's not. One of the greatest <laughs> yeah, in the was. leagues. But at this point, it's like, he's just, you have some of these young players, and you know, one of them on his team. One of his on his team, yeah. That are just insane at this game. They've been playing it, you know, since it came out, and they're just like built different. And and Carpe has always lacked consistency mm-hmm. that some of these other players like Carpe was never a proper. Carpe was never an MM MN three. No. He he was he pops off when he pops off and then he doesn't when he doesn't. He's more like happy, I feel like. No, but, even happy happy's more consistent. Yeah, I, I would. So, I would say, happy. especially this he's year, more like decay. Just... Carpe is like decay. Yeah, I could see that. And that he just has matches where he just disappears, but then has moments where he pops off. But he has not done that this season at yeah. all. And that's the thing is, this season he's been even less consistent than him and his work. Like this is his worst season by far, and he's still getting playtime. And I... I think at this point, it's just because of name recognition. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna. It's like Carpe's not the reason the fusion got bodied and why yeah. they had to go to five. Like they have other issues as well. But I don't understand why you bench MN MN three and Zest should permanently be in. Like they should always yeah. be running MN three Zest and then Aim God Fixar in there. And then having Fury play the Junker Queen just makes sense because he just flex tanks historically are just better aim because the, their characters are more aim dependent. And I didn't... it's because they don't have anything better to do than to aim than to aim. You know, exactly. main tanks, main tanks. This is what I'm sick of. Okay, side <laughs> rant. People always talk about how Ryan players and main tanks in general can't aim. Well, the thing is, is we can't aim. It's not a matter of we can't. It's we have better things have to do. Better than things aim. to do. Why than aim? aim when I'm like, you know, so five heading the whole thing, figuring out exactly you know when to shield at the perfect time <laughs> when to shatter at the perfect time us main tanks we're just bigger brain than anyone else <laughs> and that that is why we don't it's not that we can't aim we don't we just aim. don't want to aim we don't have to. yeah exactly That's funny because if, think about this if we started aiming Oh, the game would be over, you know? Like <laughs> if Super could aim, oh buddy. <laughs> oh yeah. That would just be it would be wrong oh, how powerful it would be. That's you know? that's so funny. But at I mean, you all you have to you just look at the Valiant. They put Dia on the the Junker Queen. Although to be fair, Dia was kinda nasty with it, especially with the the, the jagged blade with those knife throws. Yeah. He had like almost forty percent accuracy with those knives. Yeah, well, I think part of it, um, if you look at, uh, like, the projectile speed and stuff, it's pretty similar to uh, Firestrike. 
Uh, a little bit, yeah. It's a smaller yeah. hitbox. It, but it's it, a smaller hitbox, but it's a similar like speed. It is. Which, it's a so similar you speed. Kind of similar. You aim it kind of similar, but it's like Dia being able to do that as a DPS player doesn't surprise me. It's like yeah. I would expect because uh, Junker Queen plays more like a DPS character than a tank player. Yeah, that's true. And so it's like putting a DPS player on Junker Queen. I mean, the Outlaws did it, and. Valiant doing it doesn't, you know, doesn't surprise me, but it's... Well, what? you say Outlaws did it, but let's be real. Is Dante, Dante a DPS player Dante anymore? Dante is not a, tank, <laughs> a DPS player. He, he, he plays Doomfist. He's a tank player. He's a tank he player is, now. He's a tank player. Now, we gotta go back like, to Arc 6 when he was playing D.Va, you know? <laughs> what confuses me more about Valiant, though, is why they have Sashin on the brig, of all things. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't know what No Hill's cooking, but it ain't working. I'm sorry, Valiant, but you kind of got bodied this week, and you are definitely the worst team in APAC now. Although, yeah, I feel like I, the thing about Valiant is Valiant like is trying to be the hunters. They're like, let's let's big brain this. <laughs> let's let's figure out what's going on, and let's just not let's moneyball this thing. They're they're like let's moneyball this thing, oh, and then man. they're just getting they're doing stomped. straw straw polls for how they're gonna play each week. They're like, oh, you got the short <laughs> stick. You're playing Brig this week, Sasha. No, sorry. <laughs> no, not Brig. I've I've never played Brig. Although, Doesn't matter. We're gonna fair, lose anyway. I mean, Valiant did go to five against Fusion, and you know, but it was charged. against Fusion. So so I mean, you know, only negative zero oh and two, negative two map differential. At least they're not the Spark. Holy Spark! Oh my! I mean. To be fair, none of us foresaw Alpha Yi not being in the lineup. Nothing yeah. against Architect, and Architect did okay. And it's really a question of, like, is Alpha Yi really that big of a... It's like, how much of an impact does Alpha Yi have? Because they did play the two best teams in APAC, who are probably two of the best teams... Who are two of the best teams in the world. But not taking a single map? That's just pathetic. <laughs> but, like, let's say you take out... Like, let's choose pretty much any team in the league outside of shock the Gladiators or, yeah. or the Shock. Okay. Like, okay, you have Houston Outlaws. You take out Merit or Pelican. Do they take a single map off of Fuel or okay, Gladiators that's, yeah, exactly. or and Shock? That's, and, and so that that's what we're dealing with. So it's not that, like, the Spark are, like, that crazy far behind without Alpha Yi. It's that... They're the Alpha is a really good player. Like I, I don't think it should come as a surprise that they lost those matches. But him. it's just it's more it's not that they lost, it's that how they lost. I mean, they were the second best APAC team in the midseason madness. And Shy, to be fair, kind of had the performance of his life. So it's not reasonable to expect him to do that every time. But I mean, he the Spark were just they just kind of got doormatted. And that says a lot about Seoul and Shanghai, though, and how far ahead they are the rest of APAC right now. That even though Spark were down their, you know, their flex, their star flex DPS players, they weren't even they weren't even able to take a map off of either of those teams. And I mean, both Soul and Dynasty went a perfect two and zero, perfect six maps. Now, granted, yeah. Soul did just clown around on the hunters, and the dragons clowned around on the charge. But they are head they are head and shoulders ahead of the rest of APAC, and it's not particularly close. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think that comes as a huge surprise because, I mean, like, I feel like APAC's kind of in a weird spot right now. They're always in a weird... When is APAC not in a weird spot? That is true. It's a perpetual echo chamber of let's just... Why doesn't... Let's have Fusion show up and lose to Valiant but beat Soul in the same stage. 
It's because it's a skillless meta. A zero skill <laughs> meta. Can't believe it. Well, speaking of zero yeah. skill meta, Glads once again go zero and two. Uh, okay, one of them was against the shock. True. True. Justifiable. Justifiable. True, but it's that one. Toronto Defiant. <laughs> I mean, I Defiant are looking like one of the best teams in this meta right now. And they, yeah. they are committed to going to their own homestead. Well, you say that, but you look at them against Dallas, they kind of got curb stomped. I'm not saying so they're like, top two, but top three. No. But... Top four. Top, they're in top five contention. Because, yeah, I would say top five. Because... I mean, although and Hisu have been looking great, and then obviously Chirong Twilight. I mean, it seems like those two can play anything, any kind of support combination under the sun. And Hotma's been still, looking good. But, but the Glads shouldn't be they shouldn't, losing 3-1. They to one shouldn't lose 3-1 against, to Defiant. You know, they yeah. shouldn't be going 3-1 against a Defiant team that went to 5 against Titans. They shouldn't. Yeah. And it... I don't, I, I don't know what is... I mean, it's a lot of things. I don't think Reiner has been looked has looked particularly good on but i mean look at this like look at this like midtown they were like four meters away with two minutes and they couldn't do it dorado same thing they got like how do you get held that close to spawn well and think about this so they have lost this like this tournament cycle they are at a lower spot than any team except the Eternal. Yeah, they. I mean, they've lost that, more games just, in the last two weeks than they've lost the, the rest of the regular season yeah. combined. Oh, yeah. They're behind the Uprising, the Excel, Mayhem, Outlaws, Reign, Spitfire, Titans. The Titans the are ahead of Gladiators. The, the rebuilt Justice are ahead of the Gladiators who just signed Happy. This I, is just... Wrong. And what I mean, I'm, they're not their their season playoffs are not in jeopardy because next no. stage they're not going to lose enough to fall out of guaranteed playoffs. But the question comes: What are they? What what will they do for this, these last two matches? They play Paris Eternal and they play Atlanta Rain. Paris Eternal. If the Gladiators lose to the rebuilt Paris Eternal, I don't. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, uh... And but what is interesting is uh, do do you think the Glads these last two games they go okay we're not making this tournament let's take it easy and just give themselves a break and just kind of mentally reset or do you think that they should still try for these last two matches? I think you need to push because the minute you let up on gas that's a momentum killer because as soon this as is you start a momentum telling yourself, killer <laughs> well it doesn't matter but as soon as you start telling your team like let's take it easy it's hard to break out of that. Like I mean, tell sure that to the Dragons right last now. year. Yeah, but you know, it's like I feel like they need to keep pushing for it. You know, if if they lose against the the rain, I can know, see them losing because, to the rain though. And that's the thing; I could see it. But if they end this tournament going one and six, one and five, like or one and five, I mean, like they can kiss that one seed goodbye. That's just rough. If, if and they, plus, it's like I feel like. That kind of pushes them out of. Con- I mean, like, they'll always be a threat at winning the whole thing. But I feel like this kind of pushes them in a momentum hole of sorts, where it's like, how do you how do you come back from this split? You know? Yeah, I'm. I mean, they're not they're not mathematically out of summer oh, no, showdown, no, but they not. cannot but... get there on their own because the max the best they can do is two and four, and then I think I don't know I don't. 
remember what their map dip map differential is but I right mean, now it's a negative six so all they so they can go they can go two and four zero that could get you in but you'd have to have a lot of help yeah. you'd have to hope, i i don't think you'd have, have to chance. hope that mayhem outlaws rain just get boomed just get rolled yeah. and smoked which hard. i mean outlaws could yeah but there's no way that rain mayhem and Outlaws like they were they need like yeah. three or four teams to just get bullied by teams like the titans and the justice yeah and it's not gonna happen so i think that they need to just kind of take these last two games not to take a break but to like figure out what's going on because they're just like we thought that this meta was gonna be perfect for like this back line but I mean, to be fair, one of Funny Astro and Skewed actually played together. Yeah. And true. it's like Lucio and Brig in this meta aren't played in the same way that they were played in other metas. I mean, Kevster is still doing Kevster things and same with Happy, but Reiner has not looked very comfortable in the Junker Queen. So it's yeah. more Reiner and the back line. Well, and I feel like Reiner's not there for it. I think that tweet kind of said a lot. It did. Yeah. So I, I hope the Gladiators get it back, but I mean, it doesn't... They're not going to... They're still going to be a threat, but... Depending on how the rest of the stage goes, they can pretty much kiss that number one seed goodbye because Shock are probably going to run away with it at yeah. this point. Now that they have a four-game lead on them, like Gladiators, if it weren't for those 17 league points, they'd be in trouble. Like They are yeah. really getting saved by those two tournament wins because if they didn't have those, they'd probably have the, same, they'd have the same number of points as like Outlaws and Spitfire who are you know fourth, fifth, sixth seed. Yeah. So... Hopefully they get it back together. But uh, a team that is doing well, surprisingly, that we did talk about a little bit in the roster moves is uh, I thought the Justice were going to keel over and die, but they decided, no, we will not lose. We're going to 3-0 the Florida Man <laughs> with our B team, essentially. Yeah, and they looked really good doing it, you know? They looked um, very good doing it. Yeah, it, I, I think, you know, sometimes... I feel like you make changes like Justice did, and teams can kind of take it two different ways. They can take it one like, oh crap, we have no job security, we're all kind of doomed, and it kills them. Mm -hmm. Or they can take it like, okay, I was the second choice player, I'm the cheap option, but I can prove that... I'm still you here. Know, I, 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 I can prove that I belong. I can prove that, you know, I don't have to have the highest contract to you know make a difference and i think the justice proved that you know they've still got it and and these players are gonna fight for it and they looked really good they looked very good decay on the hit scan on on the sojourn looked really good and then assassin i mean he's a flex dps player so him popping off in genji isn't too much of a surprise but krillin was performing very well on the brig and kalios performed very well on junker queen oh, i mean yeah. to be fair mayhem looked this wasn't the mayhem that beat the London Spitfire two weeks ago, but still, come on, mayhem. Like, but, Justice literally just lost three players, and you just, you do that against them? Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, but granted, mayhem were doing some funky stuff and putting Sir Majed on Lucio instead of Onimo for who knows why. So, yeah, mayhem, mayhem were making some interesting here. I mean, and Hydron was in over XE for a lot of the time, whereas they had XE for a large portion of last day so they weren't they didn't come in with a very smart game plan anyways but it's good the justice were already looking good before they dropped players and for them to still look good afterwards i they're in a great spot to make the tournament as long as they don't 
flub these last two weeks, which are winnable yeah, matches for them. Two and one. Yeah, with they plus five. They have winnable. That map differential is huge. They have winnable matches ahead of them, but it's the justice. Even though you got rid of players, you're still the justice. So. Uh, it's like at any point it luckily because there's only five players decay can't just go bench himself but that being said yeah. decay could be like no i'm not playing they have to bring in mike from accounting to come in and play hit scan you know <laughs> that would be fun i part of me wants that part of me wants one of their players to get sick so they have to bring in the staff member to play <laughs> and then suddenly justice don't look smart anymore for not having six players on the roster <laughs> but but they do look cheap <laughs> <laughs> they're doing the 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 nyxl strat you know they're oh, yeah they're running yeah. up and they're i i want justice to do well but it's the justice so it's like you gotta be cautious you can't you're, really you're like you you can't give them too much credit because they have a history of doing this performing really well against a team or two and then just deciding they don't want to play anymore sounds like another team i know ah oh, all right let me have it I'll give you your second. In your face! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a good week. To be good fair, week. though, even though you predated the Spitfire, like nobody saw it like oh, this. Yeah. The thing is, is like it was supposed to it be was a close at least game like a hard fought the, Spitfire win like, in five maps. But yeah, instead, like that, that was the Spitfire win that I was expecting. But instead, oh, stomping! Instead, the Spitfire essentially just beat up a dead dog. You literally yeah, could have was... put any team in Spitfire's place, and they would have beaten that Outlaws team. You yeah, could have put like, one, you could have put Paris there, and they would have beaten Outlaws. And that's the thing is Houston was terrible. Like you know, I was watching. I I missed the live show, so I I watched it uh, yesterday. I was sitting there watching. And like every few minutes, I had to pause it and just like I don't know like, what was happening. Just analyze what was going on because like ult usage, like hello Houston. There were so like, many ults that they just held them forever. Yeah, and then and they used would them, hold them, them and they, their entire team would have them. They would all use their ults. You would have Bob put in a corner alone. Yeah, like I, I, I uh, uh, like it's these are, these are the same five players that clutched that against the gladiators. Nothing has changed. Yeah. The only thing that's changed is they released Piggy. That's it. And you yeah, mean to tell so, me uh, that Piggy being released boomed the heck out of these players? Because if that's the case, that's pathetic. Yeah. Like I know, like I know that Piggy was your best friend, Pelican. But come on, you're getting paid to play this game. It's a business, after all. The Outlaws couldn't keep Piggy on the roster. He was he was just burnt. They were burning money on him, and yeah, like him being the... released makes sense from a business perspective. And at this point, it's like when as soon as the season's over, it's gonna be a speed run. How how long does it take for Pelican to get released? How long? Yeah, like it's gonna be a matter of weeks. I thought it was. Just an absolute train wreck and kind of funny. It was. Um, I I was like, what is what is happening? Like they they even before the match started, there were no smiles on their faces. They looked dead before the match even started. Yeah. That being said, I I think the best moment of this entire match was after the match was over. <laughs> 
the player of the match was, was Backbone, backbone who played Genji most of the time. We, we both agreed, though, that we think Sparker oh, probably yeah, should have gotten it. Sparker yeah, was going it, it crazy. It should have gone either to Sparker or uh, Hottie looked really solid that match. Or but, ha- Backbone even like but Backbone, backbone performed, performed well. I Yeah, I, he performed well. And I think a lot of it, Houston did not take care of the Genji. And the, the thing is, is no matter who it is, you could have, you know, any player in the league on Genji, good or bad, and if you just ignore them, do anything, they're going to get value. Like yeah. that's that's Genji for you at this level of play. Like if you don't take care of the Genji, yeah, the Genji will take care of you. And what was and that's in, what, what was interesting is in Backbone's interview with Danny afterwards, he was he was talking about how the Outlaws were always like the heart, and even Spillo in his tw- in he did an AMA on Reddit. And people were asking him about, like, who are the hardest teams that they've faced. And both Backbone and Spillow said that in scrims, the Outlaws would just dunk on them every time. And Backbone said that the Outlaws they play in this match is not the Outlaws that they've been scrimming against. So, yeah. like, this is the worst Outlaws performance in, like, f- f- so long since we go to since we go back to, like, the Muma Rockus days of 2020, you know? Yeah. Like, this is, this was horrendous. And the question is it's like are the outlaws just boomed or was this a one-off thing yeah and that's what's hard to tell yeah how professional is this organization that's that's what not as professional as boston who perpetually (laughs) bench punk but i think what it comes down to is um i mean that's professionals for you they're always trying to get those punks out of the way (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh i i think you know Houston, when it comes to Houston players, I just thought of a episode name for this. Side note, if this doesn't become the episode title, fans who listen to this, jump all, on all me. million of you, jump on Hiccup because oh, no. it's brilliant. Okay, what Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, but I mean, we're not spending the whole episode brilliant. talking brilliant. about him, though. Brilliant. But talking about that, him, though. But that is the lesson of the week. Anyway. Um, do with it what you want. But uh, I think, you know, looking at who Houston has on their team, I, I think a lot of them are seasoned players that kind of, you know, have gone through rough times, have gone through good times, and I think they'll be fine. I I, think, I, I don't think yeah. they're going to be, you know, in top spot like we were saying they probably would be this But they'll split. still be at least but middle make it to the gatekeeper tournament. stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll make it to the tournament. I think they could go on a run at the tournament. And no, just they don't. Off. They don't know how to beat anybody but Toronto Defiant. Which, <laughs> at the very least, at least this time, the Outlaws can send Toronto home at their own tournament. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, I think the Outlaws will be fine. I, I think, and of all the teams to lose to, London's not like a bad team. No, lose. London, like, I would I would rather them lose to London than having gotten 3-0'd by like Boston or something. Like that yeah. would have looked really bad because London has looked good this stage and Outlaws, if they didn't have that win over the Gladiators though, it would look real bad for them. If they, if they be, oh, because they have the win over the Glads, they at least can make it into the tournament. If they only need... If they can at least go three and three, they have a shot at making it in with some help. But if they went out and go four and two, that's all but guaranteed. And their yeah. remaining schedule is Justice, Rain, and Titans. Which, if the Outlaws play like they did against the Gladiators, super winnable matches. If they do like they did the Spitfire, they shouldn't even bother showing up in the lobby. 
Uh, yeah, for sure. And that's my my two cents on it. I just need that to. I I never want to see that again. Ever. Really interesting thing is Spitfire Outlaws and Gladiators all have the, the same, same record, but Gladiators record. have like five more league points. Yeah. Well, and if you look at no, I think there's differential. They're pretty dang. They have solid plus ten, plans. don't? Uh, yeah. No, Glads are, are plus, plus 16. sixteen. Spitfire, Spitfire are plus 10, ten, and Outlaws are plus six. And in the regular season standing, there's a four leg. There's a four team race for three spots. Spitfire, Toronto, Rain, and Outlaws are all competing for four through six, and they're all within like one or two points of each other. So it's like one of those teams might miss this tournament and that could be a problem regardless of who it is because i don't i don't think defiant defiant i think can still technically miss but spitfire rain and outlaws all can miss if if spitfire rain or outlaws lose out they're out of the tournament and yeah. that league point like bonus could you know that suddenly you know if if how if outlaws make it and spitfire don't outlaws are uh, spitfire now two points behind outlaws and Next stage, they play Shot, Glads, and Dallas. Uh, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> so this tournament is a big deal for that top six tournament seating between those four teams. If one of whoever doesn't make it into the tournament is going to have to try really hard in the Countdown Cup qualifiers to make sure they don't have to go through play-ins. Yeah, it will definitely be interesting for sure. But now it's, it's time exciting stuff for the fun part. Uh, how about we do the chaos that is? power rankings <laughs> do we have to <laughs> uh, let's start with apac shall we because there's less teams uh dynasty dragons one two any com any any objections uh no no objective uh how uh, many objections. how many tier breaks one tier break or two tier breaks <laughs> i think only one just one most. for now because like i mean we we haven't seen spark play this meta let's be real like we haven't yeah, seen no spark we haven't seen play. i'm well no but i mean if we think spark are the third best team and they get oh six by dynasty and dragons that doesn't look good without their best player okay okay fair like you take kai away from atlanta rain do they win games i mean they're already not winning games that's true <laughs> uh but i get i get your point example. i get your point so do we think spark are the third best apac team I Parker's still the third best. Okay. I don't think so I think hunters are fourth. After how badly they beat up on fusion, I don't think I don't know how you can put anyone else in fourth unless you think the charge are fourth. But I think I that's think the so hunters fourth, and then fusion. Ah, I, I think charge looked better than fusion did this week. Let's see. I can't remember. They both I feel went, like any time I watch the so charge so play, I charge and fusion both went to five against Valiant. Fusion yeah. got bodied by hunters, but charge got bodied by the dynasty. Can you really? I mean, by the dragons. Uh huh. One of those looks a little better than the other one, right? Like. Okay, I'll let you do it. That night, Jimmy. Jimmy looked good. It was good to yeah. see Jimmy back in the league. And then we put like three tier breaks. No, I mean, and then fusion, and then valiant. They were close. Like charge, yeah. fusion, valiant all went. They, they charge and fusion both went to five against valiant. Fusion shouldn't be going to five against valiant, and but they did. Like fusion are single handedly giving away their tournament spot and almost and giving away their guaranteed playoff spot. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. Happy fusion <laughs> fans. Things exciting. <laughs> All right, now we get to the mess that is a NA. Shock and fuel still one two though at the very least. You know, 
Shock have tied yeah. the regular season match record with the 2019 Vancouver Titans, 19 and 0. They have a chance to set records this week. I don't remember who they play, but they're going to beat them anyway. So, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Shock will set records this week. But after we go below fuel, then we have a mess. So yeah. it's not Outlaws anymore. Who do we think is third? I so, I want to say Def- Defiant is my shout for third, but I think there's a tear break between like Fuel and third. Yeah, so I think you have San Francisco and Dallas Fuel top two. And then I think this next batch, you have to include Defiant, Justice, Spitfire, Rain, uh, maybe uh yeah, it's like difficult. Definitely those three. Justice, Defiant, Spitfire. So I think I think Defiant are three. I think they they've looked a whole lot better, and them being able to beat Rain and beating Gladiators in just four, like they beat Gladiators in less maps than Outlaws and Fuel did. Yeah. So like, regardless of how good we think Gladiators are, Defiant beat them more handily than those other teams did. So I think Toronto have been looking good. Four, I you could I. See the the question that comes then is like how heavily how how do we rate strength of schedule here? Because like Spitfire beat Boston and a dead dog and then got 3-0 by the Mayhem. But the 3-0 against the Mayhem Spitfire were trying to play like Sombra and uh, Yeah, and I I think the first match or two of a of Yeah, a so it's like Spitfire like beat Boston and a dead Outlaws and but then it's like gladiators have lost to arguably like three of the best three or four of the best teams when are performing well i don't think that glads yeah you you should have been able to take those but i mean you go to five against fuel who are the second best team you go to five against outlaws when who when they're looking good are a top five team and then you just get rolled over by defiant and shock who are one and three so it's like i don't feel like i feel like gladiators don't need to go too far down but it's like if gladiators and spitfire played uh i think those that probably goes dead even right like that probably goes to five i mean because probably i well i i think spitfire could go above glad just because their record is better so they've actually won <laughs> yeah well the glads they're i i think you know, I'll give any team one bad week. Gods have had two. But they've had two really terrible weeks. And so it's hard to keep them, you know, in a top four, top mm-hmm. five discussion when there are teams like Spitfire that, yeah, they, you know, haven't looked perfect, but they are winning They're matches. They're at least winning matches. Yeah. They have a plus four map differential. So Glad then have a minus six. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking at this middle tier and at least moving teams out. I mean, Mayhem doesn't deserve in the, in the middle tier anymore after getting bopped like that. New York has come back down to earth, as always. Justice are in the middle tier. I'm not ordering the teams. I'm just I think Outlaws there. are in that tier. I think they're probably... I they So, do we... Okay. Week, but they'll come back. I don't think... Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'll allow anyone... I think the question like is, said, do we think titans are in that tier i don't think that so the one i See, i don't the, think so i think they're high up in the next tier down. because it's like yeah the titans went to five against defiant oh and look they, they're on a two-game win streak who'd they beat nyxl in paris oh good yeah, job titans so like, you beat the two worst teams in, the, in na yeah their their win loss rate tells a different story than their strength so i think they're like the top of the bottom tier but that's it that's it they're not going to that middle tier 
do we think and then Atlanta are in that middle tier as well because this week this week's matches they get speedily he speedily comes of age and they Ooh, looked better with vigilante spicy. so i think rain level up so let's organize the bottom tier a paris are definitely last well paris or new york who do you think goes last uh new york got rolled goes, by the titans but new york have have won a match <laughs> and titans paris have won two but Paris, yeah, this oh, new Paris it, roster has only played one match, though. Yeah, but and, I, I still think because they haven't proven proven themselves, I think Paris still goes. You leave them there? Okay. Uh, do we think... That could change. Mayhem but, versus New York. Do you think New York above Mayhem or Mayhem above New York? I think Mayhem above New York, okay. for sure. And then Boston Titans? That's yeah. about right? Okay. So that's our bottom now, tier. So now we've got six teams in this middle tier. We, Defiant, we've pretty much agreed, number three. Yeah. But then we get to the other teams. So it's like if Glads and Spitfire played, I could see that one going 50-50. But Outlaws just beat Glads, so you can't put Glads above Outlaws. Spitfire beat Outlaws, so we Spitfire above Outlaws. But then it's like Justice and Rain, who haven't played any of these teams. <laughs> Yeah, so I think the way that I have it placed on my side, and some of this might be a little salty, might be a little little bit of a little spice spicy. Okay, there. let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, so I have Defiant, mm -hmm. Spitfire, uh -huh. Outlaws, Justice, Glads, Rain. Justice above Glads, really? Justice above Glads. Yeah, I think, uh, and that could change. Like I'm rating it based off of. You performance know, how they've looked in their performance matches. so far glad at any point they could wake up and start winning everything. but you need we need I to see them wake up we can, yeah i don't think we can and i think the, the same the, the same goes for the rain yeah. is like the rain can go higher we just need to see them wake up this week because yeah, this exactly. week this week they play spitfire and outlaws two perfect teams to show if you can wake up with speedily in the roster uh, so next week, next week's episode, Glads and Rain could be indifferent. Well, hang on. I think Glads just played Paris this week. All right, Glads, you're probably not moving a whole lot because Paris <laughs> is pretty e If you lose to Paris... Well, if they lose to Paris, they you're will boo. Drop <laughs> you're <laughs> dropping a whole lot. So then how we have it is Shock Fuel, Tear Break, Defiant, Spitfire, Outlaws, Justice, Glads, Rain, Tear Break, Titans, Uprising, Mayhem, Excelsior, Paris. Yeah. I, I like that. And, and I think any team within that middle category can move and beat any move of the others. Anywhere else. Yeah, it, it just kind of depends on how, how they're looking. And some of these teams aren't super proven. Like the new Justice, we haven't seen too much of them. Yeah, new Justice, so, Glads, and then Glads, Rain, and Outlaws need to show... Outlaws need to just show they're not permanently boomed, and then Glads need to show they're capable of winning again. And then Rain got a win, but they just need to... And speedily basically just need if speedily does what we think he's going to do rain are just fine yeah uh and they and they look better with vigilante over ultraviolet they're trending in the right direction out of glads outlaws rain rain are trending in the right direction the most yeah out of those three that being said i do think it's important to point out that the titans very well could make it to the tournament oh i don't think very well could i'm they have what two wins now uh let me pull it up yeah, as well on my Wait, they have two wins and their next games let's see who else were they going against so next week the titans play titans play and washington and houston next week and then the final week of qualifiers they play boston so 
So they could beat Boston. And they could beat they could beat Justice. Depending and if on, the outlaws are looking are boomed like again, they yeah. They could and so it's like a five and one stage or Vancouver. What is this, twenty nineteen? <laughs> If the Titans win at least one of those, they're at least in the running. I yes, think. three wins. Plus five map three wins. If these if, are at least close. Basically, what what Titans need to do is win one of those games and then not get stomped the other two. Because if they win one of them, yeah. but again, then get six owed. Uh, yeah, you're not gonna make it with like a negative map differential is unlikely. Like I think you have to at least be three three zero in my opinion to make it. But if they lose two of those matches, they can pretty much kiss it goodbye. So yeah. they're in a bit of, and basically most of the teams are the only teams that are like safe, safe are Dallas and shock. Yeah. Like every other team that's even that, cause no other team, because even the defiant they're three and one, but they only have a plus three and they still yeah. have to play spitfire. And they also play, hang on, I'm looking through, they play spitfire and they, and then this week uh, they play Boston. I think this week they play Boston Oh, they just have two games left. So Boston Spitfire. So it's like even if they go three and three, they just have to not get rolled. But it's like that's still they're the three. You know they're up there and they can still fall out. Same with Justice. So yeah. oh nobody is safe going into these final two weeks. But you know it's prediction time, and uh -oh. I might go a bit silly. But that depends on what your preds are because your preds could align with mine, and then I don't look silly anymore because we're both we're agreeing. So. The first matchup that we have is Hunters versus Spark. And can I just uh okay, pause real pause. quick and say why do we keep predding APAC? APAC is uncredible. <laughs> like they're they're unknowable. They're like like unknowable? Yeah. Yeah, they're like the Trinity in Catholic <laughs> And Catholicism. It's like, it's an unknowable thing. An unknowable you know? thing. APAC is an enigma. We don't understand. Yeah. And and I'm okay with my personal lack of understanding, you know? I'm just, it, it makes it more exciting to go for the ride. It makes my preds look painfully terrible. Yeah, when we, when we both pred Spark and they go, oh, six, yeah. But yeah. I will and say... And when we pred Spark again. They, I have, they, they did tweet and spark itself didn't tweet but one of it there was a tweet that showed alfie with the team so alfie yeah. should be playing so my i'm predding spark on the grounds that alfie is playing if he's not playing they lose i think even if he's not they still yeah they still lose really You're <laughs> going no, I, okay no i'm going spark i'm going spark like hunters looked I, good without but... alfie it'll be rough but hunters just i mean they just don't have it. They're the hunters. They could have it. They could you have it. You never know. Because it's APAC. And exactly. so Jinmu could be having a really good day. He could just be like cracked out of his mind, you know, <laughs> snorting the the mega aim juice that, the mega that he aim does juice. occasionally. And uh if that's the case, then yeah, like he'll just roll good luck, yeah, spark. good luck spark. But like but if Alpha Yi's playing, Jinmu comes out on the freaking uh Farah, Alfie just comes out like, an echo and just rolls him. <laughs> yeah, it's just over. So I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think Spark win that. So we're now going three preds in a row for Spark. If they boom us again, <laughs> if they boom us again. They're the, they're the new Justice. Uh, oh man, please Spark. All right, next game. Oh, this one I feel like could suck. Charge Fusion. 
Uh, see, this no. one is the ultimate APEC, Fred, because which fusion decides to show up? I'm going off the basis that it's not the good fusion. Charge, Jimmy, is going to have his way with Carpe. I can't believe I'm fretting Charge. Just coin flip this, because that's pretty much what we're doing. And I'm doing fusion. All right. Not because I think they'll win, but because, but because the coin determined. Because we are both terrible at predding a pack. We proved <laughs> that in the pack past, and I'm just gonna bet on the fact that you'll be wrong. That that's what this so, is. This I mean, to me be fair, thinking... if if fusion roll out with MN3 in the starting roster, they probably oh win. they'll be in a good spot. But yeah. they probably won't do that because no, they because just are attached fusion. to Carpe. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, either way, I feel like this match is gonna this is gonna hurt to watch. <laughs> if it's anything like the Valiant games that were last week, oh, it's gonna hurt. All right, Titans versus Outlaws. Obviously, I've gotten the last two Outlaws preds. I'm going right. with my boys. I have faith in them. And you've gotten the last two Outlaws preds wrong. And you're preding Titans. I'm assuming then. I haven't decided yet. It's what this comes down to is which Outlaws shows up. Yeah, and and the thing is, that's the okay. What games do the Outlaws have next week? They have so it's this one, this one, and, and rain, and the rain. And when do they play against the rain? They play against is the rain close? on Sunday. I let me look. Let me look. Looking, checking. They play against Vancouver on Saturday. They play against rain on Sunday. So they have the last slot Saturday and the second slot Sunday. And this is Vancouver's second game of the week. I think Vancouver beats Washington. Oh, we're predding that match later. Oh, well, I already so, know. Okay. Uh, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, but I've predded against you on the last two outlaws. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's it's like the only how, thing keeping it. So how, it's like... How, what do you... Because if you pred Titans, you're basically predding for an, an outlaw's implosion for the, for the remaining of the stage, essentially. Yeah, I'm going to pred outlaws on this one. All right. Because... I, I, think I just don't. Their crap together. I don't I think don't they do it again. Know, There's like. I think they lose against out Atlanta potentially. Well, it depends on which Atlanta. If Atlanta, because Atlanta also plays London this week, so Atlanta doesn't have easy matches either. Yeah, but I, I just, I, I don't think they have fallen so far that they lose to Vancouver. No, and I don't. I, I think after I'm pretty. There's no way that. You know, Dante and the boys came out of the, the you know the match room. They finished the match. I'm pretty sure Jake had the the whip. He he was crack. He was like, guys, what are you doing? I'm pretty sure yeah. Jake Jake cracked the whip. Jake and Junkbuck cracked the whip. On... Well, and outlaws have a history of like dropping ebbs and yeah. flows, and so it's like usually when they do this, it's like they lose really bad on a game that they shouldn't lose, and then they you know beat the gladiators totally dominate the next week yeah so it's like i i am not that worried yet i'm not i'm yeah, not if they lose titans the titans then if they lose yeah. the titans yeah okay uh, their season will yeah. be in a bit of a worry all right so next one so this is a fun one spitfire versus rain i feel like this is our this is my favorite matchup of teams because yeah. in in the kickoff clash when they faced it was so funny when they just decided to mirror the Reinhardt for who knows what reason, and then when Spitfire knocked him out of the upper bracket in the midseason madness, and then Rain just went on a tear. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it should be. I feel like there's a little bit of a rivalry against these teams where 
the Spitfire are like the little brother, the underdog, who you have know, beaten up the older the brother twice. That, yeah, that that comes back and they they win these, you know. And I feel like they they kind of are. I feel like they're they're kind of opposite teams where the rain is just this, you know, this really strong force of like. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I it's love just these fun. matches. These matches when it's they play, it's a fun match, and, and and I feel like the rain is the most serious of the teams. Like it just they're very I serious. Get, yeah, they take it serious, and then you have the Spitfire that they're, they're just happy to be they're here. Pretty much a meme, you know. They're like, just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, yeah, like Atlanta Rain is California Adventure, and Spitfire is Toontown. Toontown, like. <laughs> Not even Disneyland, Toontown. Toontown. Oh man. You know, and yeah, I just I I think it's going to be a fun match, and I think Spitfire are going to win. I think Rain are going to win. I think Speedily's going to go sicko mode. Yeah, I think he could. I uh, my I my my will. my bet really is that that Speedily is going to diff the heck out of Backbone, and Kai and Sparker are going to trade blows because Sparker's his sojourn is really yeah, good. I feel like Sparker's one of the few sojourns that can go head to head against Kai yeah. in the in the west like the east has some insane yeah. stuff and but it's in like the, west, the rain the rain of... looked better against Paris and what's funny is this is that is the first match of the week Friday one o'clock London versus Atlanta and it is it will be speedily he turns 18 on Friday so it's like what it really comes down to is how much practice time has speedily been getting. But I mean, there's no way that out that that Atlanta has been paying this guy for half a season for him to to not play when he turns 18. Like I could see him waiting a week. No, because these are must-win matches. And if if speedily is as cracked as the you know the. Uh, the grapevine says he is, then he should be an upgrade over Nero and you would want him in as soon as possible, right? Like that's kind of, and it's his, it's like literally Genji Echo, like his heroes. Yeah, that's true. It'll be interesting. That's for sure. Um, I mean, even if but I still think the, the thing is, is like, I think if Speedly plays, he'll look really good. He'll have some really great plays. He'll outplay Backbone. But he but won't I be coordinated with the team. The team won't be as coordinated. And I think that's kind of, always been london's strength and i think that's mm. still going to be london's strength and i think they'll have that over the rain in yeah this I, I if it comes down to that if, if if speedily is disconnected with the team then i think london can take it but either way this if this doesn't go to five then i'm going to be disappointed whichever team drops the ball and doesn't let it go to five i have a feeling it's not going to go to five i think it's either going to be a three one or three zero you think one team's um, just going to run away with it with I momentum? Think it could go either way i i'm hoping it's spitfire but I, I don't think it's going to be super close map wise. I, I think, and you know, I, individual maps will be close. It, for the I, sake of the outlaws, I'd love for it to be lopsided because then I really hurt the map differential of the other because the outlaws are directly competing with these yeah. teams for those okay. bottom spots. So it's like I Atlanta winning, I just think speedily should pop off. But if London win it, regardless of who wins, if it's a 3-0, that's good for the outlaws. That's true. So, you know, it should be a fun match. These matches are London Atlanta is always a fun matchup to watch. Uh, and then the final one that you've already spoiled your pred for, you're going with Titans over the Justice. And so am yeah, I. Titans will go over Justice. Here we go. We get an I thankfully we're coming into this match. I feel more I feel better about the the quality of play in this match than I did when they played last stage because last stage's yeah. Titans Justice match was 
I, I, it took years off of my life. <laughs> yeah, I think this should be a good match. And, and I don't mean good necessarily as close, but I do think it'll be close. But on top of that, I think it'll be like good quality of play. And I don't think both it's going to be, you know, Both of these teams need this win because yeah. Justice, Justice still have to play Outlaws and London and Titans still have to play Toronto. Uh, no. Just, uh, just, uh, Titans still have to play Houston, and then the week following, they have to play Boston, which is like those, if they lose to Washington, then though the Boston and Outlaws games are must-wins if they want to make it into the tournament. Because, I mean, if they lose to Washington and the Outlaws and then beat Boston, they're 3-3, three and three, and depending on how badly they lose, their map differential could really hurt them. Well, I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of teams at 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. Because uh, this this meta is just kind of like a whole lot of wonky. Because it's like, yeah, London are in a good place, but they still have to play Washington. They play Atlanta, and then next week they play Toronto. So it's like those aren't gimme wins for for London. And then Outlaws also have to play Washington and Atlanta. It's just I forget what's the policy for ties with the same map differential. Uh the first one is head to head. Um, let me let me pull that up since you asked uh because i think i don't think it necessarily will come into play but definitely it did for mid-season madness which was hilarious all right tie breaking so for regional tournaments number one map differential second one is head-to-head record in qualifying matches which in the case of spitfire outlaws rain they all play each other in some form or another so that one will have a direct if spitfire and outlaws tied spitfire would take it you know that kind of thing and then the one after that which i don't think you would even get to because you only play against each other once. and I guess it'd be if they didn't play against each other. But because these teams play against each other, you wouldn't even get to head-to-head map differential in qualifying matches. But if all three of them are tied with the same record... Oh, well... Ooh. And, and let's say they've all beaten each and other. And they're all competing for one spot. Fact. Yeah. Oh... So so essentially the scenario we're looking at is Outlaws Rain Spitfire tied. Outlaw Spitfire beat Outlaws, Outlaws beat Rain, Rain beat Spitfire. Yeah, and they lose the other way and around. And they lose the other way around. So head to head record in qualifying matches. So it would like the Spitfire would beat the Outlaws, but the Outlaws would beat the Rain, but the Rain would beat the Spitfire. So then you would go to head to head map differential, which you would then get you would take you'd look at the victories and whoever probably had the best map differential in their win and over so, the others. No matter what, London win. If they, if they tie in map differential, you know how unlikely yeah. that is. Oh, I know. It, it would be kind of crazy. And, but, then, but then, if you know, if somehow you're tied, go to number four strength of victory evaluated by combining league points of all teams beaten in qualifying matches. Oh, well, guess what? The Outlaws beat the Gladiators. So, oh, 17 Gosh. points. <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> the Outlaws would get more points just off of one team than the Spitfire would get off of a couple. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Um, but I, it won't get to that point. It's yeah. next week's, after this week's matches, the final week of matches is going to, it's like, it literally could come down to the last day of matches. Because, like, the last match of the week of the qualifiers before going into the Summer Showdown. Come on, regular season schedule load. I want to see what the final match is. It's like, I spit. Okay, here it is. The final matches, the final day is Florida, New York. That one's probably, well, no, that one could determine it for Florida. And then the other game that day, London, Toronto. That could determine it for London. 
Like you, we literally yeah. could be coming down to the final two matches to determine who qualifies. And it could be like Atlanta and Houston sitting there hoping that either London or Florida just burn out and just flame out. So we're, we're really, it's, we're in a close, a close spot, but these matches should be fun this week. I'm hoping, um, APAC doesn't just ruin our faces again. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Which uh, they could. They could. They That's always. It, it has in the past. <laughs> All right. Final segment. Our favorite segment. Play of the week. Uh, this week isn't actually a play, but you know that's just the segment name. I my what I loved this week. What was super fun to see. You know, you go through the first three. You know, you go through the first two APAC matches. You go through you know New York Vancouver on Friday, and you know the overlay sucks. White on white. What are you doing? But then suddenly, for San Francisco, Boston, moving forward, they decided double home team colors on the overlay. It was I, so it looked nice, so good. It it had been so bad. I I'm pretty sure I commented that to you every single time. You it, know, every game, I I would send you a message. So like, why good. are they doing this? Like obviously, they still have to do a way. You know, when blue teams played each other, you know, when Chengdu Philly played each other, double orange. But I mean, we even got treated to pink versus red when Spark and Dragons played, which they changed after like map one, I think, to Spark to the away team. But we got pink red, we got green blue, orange blue, orange purple. It was it was so colorful. We got red so blue. Better. It it looks so good, and it was so fun to look at, like color wise. I hope that for the rest of the season, anytime they can, they just do double home skins. It just looked. There's no reason not to. Like oh, yeah. they're like if both teams have completely different colors, there's no reason not to just do double home skins, because it just looks more colorful. It looks more visually appealing, and you can actually read the names and percentages. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Not when they Which, were doing. Yeah, that that was the biggest problem. Is at anytime. You know, there was a team with a roster that I wasn't super familiar with, or you know, there was new play player in, like Doja's first game. You couldn't see it, yeah. I couldn't see his name, like at all. It was terrible, and so it was it was great to see. What a week! It what was just, I mean, week. when when Shock Uprising started, Twitch, I mean, YouTube chat was like, wait a minute, they did. They did the double home. They did the, the double home. Oh, it looks so good, and it was even funny as I think. Somebody, I don't know if somebody tweeted at Zoe, but like Zoe had a tweet where she was like, "Yeah, we're gonna get right on it. We're gonna fix it." And I thought it was just a meme tweet where people are. Oh, no, but they actually. But fixed they it. actually like somebody straight up went into the booth and went fix this immediately. And what we got was so pleasing for the eyes and looked so good. I hope that just for the remainder of the season, double home skins. It just looks so nice, so good. Especially when Spark are playing to get the pink. Like when when oh, yeah. Spark when Spark play the Hunters, we're gonna get orange and pink. Oh, that's gonna look nice. When Charge and Fusion play, we get like the dark blue with orange. Titans Outlaws, we're gonna get like a dark blue with a bright green. Spitfire Rain, blue with red. Titans Justice with green red potentially or blue. It's just it's gonna look so good. I'm so much better. I'm hoping that we get some good some good color combos in in this coming week. Um but that is another week of Junker chaos. And yeah. we're going to get another several, two, three more weeks of chaos caused by Junker Queen. And I hope to goodness it doesn't get too crazy. Because I don't need it coming down to the wire with six teams tied at three and three. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the way to do it. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Well, 
we hope you all enjoy this week's coming matches, and we will catch you all next week. See ya.